Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Wednesday, Edwin. Yes, it is. We are welcoming everyone to... Schwelcoming? Schwelcoming. Well, we sure are happy, and you are welcome. And it yeah, came out, Welcome. New word, new word. That's why people listen. <laughs> We're happy that you're listening. Welcome to the program as we are doing text talk. We're talking about Psalm 72 today, our third day walking through this wonderful royal psalm. Messianic royal psalm, it is. And so I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible. They have their heading, A Prayer for the King. That sounds swell to me. <laughs> <laughs> they say, Solomonic. God, give your justice to the king and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people and the hills righteousness. May he vindicate the afflicted among the people, help the poor, and crush the oppressor. May he continue while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the cut grass, like spring showers that water the earth. May the righteous flourish in his days and prosperity abound till the moon is no more. And may he rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes kneel before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and the coastlands bring tribute and kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. And let all kings bow down to him, all nations serve him. For he will rescue the poor who cry out and the afflicted who have no helper. He will have pity on the poor and helpless and save the lives of the poor. He will redeem them from oppression and violence. For their lives are precious in his sight. May he live long. May gold from Sheba be given to him. May prayer be offered for him continually. And may he be blessed all day long. May there be plenty of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its crops be like Lebanon. May people flourish in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. As long as the sun shines, may his fame increase. May all nations be blessed by him. And call him blessed. May the Lord God, the God of Israel, be praised who alone does wonders. May his glorious name be praised forever. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are concluded. Yeah, thanks for that. So that was the Holman Christian Standard? Yes. Yeah. They also made the choice for the Optative language, as we were talking about yesterday, right? Did they? Oh, let's okay. I just closed it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. As I was tracking along, there were several. There were we just we highlighted the one it. verse yesterday. They mixed it, but there were several towards the end of the psalm that still in future in the New King James, yeah. and it went to that optative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they there's a little bit of mix, but yeah, there's a lot of the optative. I had noticed at the beginning some of the just the statements, but yeah, there's a lot of it that's in that conditional. It's like. All, it's all statements. It's all promises in the yeah, New King James. The, yeah, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So again, if this is j- j- for somebody else listening in who hasn't didn't get to hear yesterday, oh, well, there's there's tran- translation translational <laughs> choice, and that optative tense is the one that's more conditional, and it's the one that you would that you would use like as a prayer. May this happen mm-hmm. versus the strict future. This will happen. Yeah. And there's some confusion about which way this should go. And yesterday we highlighted the more messianic you see it, the more likely you are to. 
make it the the promise, the, promise, the absolute the standard. Tense, yeah, and uh, so that's what we have. We have the prayer for the king, but it still gets to. So, I mean, some of these requests are just too grand, too grand to be taken literally as anything for the mm-hmm. the earthly kings. Which my understanding is from some of the things I read. Even even ancient Jews who commented on this saw this as messianic. They knew that mm. while it was a prayer for their king, mm-hmm. that it was really looking forward to that to to the king yeah. and his reign. And so they were looking forward to the son of David to come and fulfill the psalm. Well, certainly one of the phrases uh, that comes up or little sentences that come up in the psalm that is, is messianic uh, when you go to verse seventeen. His name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun. And men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Mm. This business of the men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Recalls to mind the great promises made even to Abraham. Yes. The father of the Israelite nation that uh, throughout Old Testament prophecy and history, we are looking for God to fulfill these things, to bring them to pass. One of the things that a lot of times gets missed today is this this trajectory from the very beginning. Or maybe trajectory is not the right word. Let's 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 use the word thread. Okay. This thread from the very beginning that's always looking forward to someone is coming, mm-hmm. and it begins with the promises made after the fall. Yeah. When it talks about the battle that's going to happen between the seed of woman and the seed of the serpent. Right. Genesis you know, three fifteen, I believe. And it is. so that you know he'll bite your you, you, to the serpent. You'll bite his heel and he will crush your head. Yes. But we're, we're looking forward to that seed of woman who is going to crush the head of the serpent. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're looking for. Who's that going to be? Is it going to be Noah? Oh, well, it looks like it might be Noah because here's a mitigation of the... Oh, no, no. He gets drunk. There's great sin. It's yeah, not him. Not Everybody Noah. starts sinning again. And we move on through this. And then you come up with, with, a, with Abraham, who is mm-hmm. Abram, who is taken uh, out of Ur and given these great promises. And then you end up with David or Moses, this this uh, pat- not patriarch but um, leader uh, yeah. prophet and the idea that there's going to be a prophet raised up like Moses. like Moses and then you get to David and he's the king and there's going to be a branch there's and, a, and he's David. a prophet also right and, yeah, yeah and there's going to be a king like him coming right. but here we see a lot of this and what you've brought up is is going back into the middle of all that is the promise made to Abraham yeah and in Genesis chapter twelve here's how it's worded Genesis twelve now the Lord said to Abram go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking for someone to fulfill that. We're looking for someone to come along and crush the head of the serpent. We're looking for someone to come along and be a prophet like Moses. We're looking for someone to come along and be the king like David. We're looking for someone to come along and be this blessing. And it ends up, what this psalm shows us is that's all getting tied up into the same person that we're looking for. Well, it really does. And so there are three promises made to Abraham, and the first that he's going to multiply him. And his descendants are going to be a mighty nation, like the sands of the seashore. And of course, this is something that Abraham had to believe in his lifetime because uh, he he finally has a son of promise in advanced old age in Isaac. But to see that multiplication of descendants, well, that was really after his life. And yet it occurred. It was in uh, 
Egypt and in that bondage there that they multiplied and became a mighty nation and God delivers them through Moses. And so a, a nation is born passing through the Red Sea and they come to Mount Sinai where they're given a law. And do you see that in this psalm? Do you see some statement of that being fulfilled in this psalm? Well, I certainly do because I see reference again and again to the people mm. and the people that this king shall reign, uh, particularly like in verse 3, the mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the needy of the, excuse me, the children of the needy. He will break in pieces the oppressor. And so there is a people, God's people, and the people under the rule of this reign, excuse me, under the rule of this king. Uh, and so Abraham was promised his descendants would be a nation. That is fulfilled. There is a nation. Abraham is promised that he will be given a land, uh, that there is a promised land. And of course, that's what uh, Moses is going to be leading the nation to, this land flowing with milk and honey. And there are some today who question whether or not these promises were fulfilled. They're looking for maybe in an in eschatology in the final end. Well, that's when when really the people of Israel would get their land. But actually, we learned in the Old Testament scriptures that God fulfilled every promise concerning that land, that it was given, that it was delivered. And the territory in the rule of Solomon is particularly called out in uh, 1 Kings, I have it here marked here, in 1 Kings chapter 4 uh, and verse 21, 1 Kings 4 verse 21. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt, they brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. All of this area of land that went under the foot of Abraham, even crossing over the river, right? And so Solomon is ruling over all of that. Uh, a little later on in verse 24, 1 Kings 4 verse 24, for he had dominion over all the region on the side of the river from Tipsha even to Gaza, namely over all the kings on the side of the river, all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on every side all around him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree from Dan as far as Beersheba all the days of Solomon. And so this land absolutely was given to the descendants of Abraham, this huge territory of which Solomon reigned. And in Psalm 72, there's the call out to the river and the fulfillment of that promise. It's in Psalm 72, verse 8. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Let me just back up because yeah. the promise to Abraham in Genesis 15 and verse 18, on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, to your offspring I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, and all those other ites. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And so what we saw in First Kings, was there's Solomon's territory from Egypt all the way to the great river. Uh, there it was, boom, the land is delivered. Now, the thing about these promises um, is that they were conditional to be able to keep that land. I mean, that's laid out in Deuteronomy and in the law that if you're going to be faithful and keep my word, you'll be on this land. But if you're not, and if you act like the Canaanites and the people that dwell in the land, this land will chew you up and devour you. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, here's these promises, yeah. right? They're made and they're fulfilled. 
But let me let me also point out there's still a messianic part of that as well because in Zechariah chapter nine, when it's promising this ultimate king who's going to come, this is this is a really fascinating point where it actually brings up this exact same promise in verse, this is Zechariah 9, so rejoice, verse 9, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey, okay. that's the one you mentioned yeah. in one of our, yesterday, uh, yesterday two days ago, before. that's right, I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, the war horse from Jerusalem, the battle bows shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations, his rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth, this exact same promise yeah. is brought up in reference to the ultimate king, yeah. the Messiah. There's, again, thread. We've got the a thread, thread going thread. through this. Yeah. Uh, and so then I guess that brings us to this third promise to Abraham, that in your seed all nations shall be blessed. Mm-hmm. And we read it here in Psalm 72, and men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Yeah, so we've got the blessing, this this idea that in the seed of Abraham, in the one who Galatians brings this up mm, as it talks yeah. about his seed, yes. and we're looking forward to that one who is a blessing and who will bring a blessing. And back in Genesis 12, it was to all the families of the earth. Here we're calling them nations, but it's that same idea. And, the na- and, and we're tying together Psalm 2 because what Psalm 2 points out is if you want your nation to be blessed— what you need to do is bless this royal son. Mm-hmm. You need to bless yeah. this king. Otherwise, what's going to come is judgment. Yeah. Judgment on any of the kings who do not give their allegiance to the king. Uh, so, you know, the other day, I will point out, we talked a little bit about even rulers today need to need to remember this. Mm, yeah. Need to be kiss the son, as Psalm 2 said, lest his wrath be kindled. And I, I think there's something that we need to remember on that today. Well, you were making the point, I can't remember if it was our conversation yesterday or a couple of days ago, but though this psalm is not quoted, Psalm 72, not quoted in the New Testament, you know, how can you say it's not messianic? And when you see the convergence of all three promises of Abraham yes. and the key language, like the river, like the people, like the nations, I mean, all coming here together— Absolutely, this is messy. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to Messiah King. Absolutely. And we're. I'm glad that we are his people. Amen. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, as we review this Psalm 72 and we think about the promises that you made to Abraham and the grand story and providence of the Bible as you bring all of that about for our good and for our salvation, ultimately in the King Jesus Christ. We learn your faithfulness. We are humbled by your greatness. We trust that your hand is working and moving and for the good and the deliverance of your people. And so help us, Father, to surrender to you and to trust you whenever we're looking at this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Hi, this is Edwin. Thank you so much for being a faithful listener to Text Talk. I need to make a correction about something that I said in today's episode. As you are aware, we don't script these episodes, and so sometimes the the words and thoughts that come to our minds are not exactly accurate and can convey a mistaken notion, especially when we're getting technical about the Hebrew language or the Greek language, and that happened today. So I tried to introduce you to a new word, the optative, and I mistakenly referred to that as a tense of the verb. That is not correct. When talking about optative, the, the optional, the conditional kind of mindset, especially in viewing that as a prayer and a request, optative is a mood of the verb. And the real question here in our psalm this week is not, is it optative or future? The tense of the verbs are future. The question is, is it optative? Is it an option? Is it a condition? Is it a prayer request? Is it looking at something that may happen? And so this is a prayer about the king that's on the throne at the time. Or is it simply an indicative future? It's just a a simple statement about what will happen in the future. And that's the indicative mood. So... Sorry for getting above my pay grade and, in doing so, making mistakes about that, but I hope that clears up some of the issues in today's episode and conversation. Thank you so much.